welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co-host who's always checking levels while we're introing. What are you talking about? I, I don't do that. <laughs> uh, Mark Salcedo. Did I say that right? Mark Salcedo. Yes. Okay, I did. Uh, managing editor and writer at Screen Geek. Dot. <laughs> I don't know. My brain is like, it was going fast and then it went and like just stopped. It sounded like a, like a. A dying crow? No, it sounded like Star Wars fighter jet or some I, shit. I can bring it in warm or I can bring it in cold. Is that it? Is that happening in space? <laughs> yeah and then there's me <laughs> then there's you there's me like you're the weird one i'm the one that's not weird at all well what's the what was the uh that me that mean we saw uh it was it was martin from the simpsons and nelson and i was like which one is us mm-hmm. which one was, was i nelson the one with the frumpy looking one like mm, or no that was me that was you all right yeah thanks i'm frumpy I, I, I didn't say anything. I didn't use that word wrong. Frumpy? Frump- isn't, isn't Frumpy like hunched over like meh? He, well, he wasn't Frumpy. He was kind of like like meh. Like hmm. So he was. Frumpy is like when you dress in poor taste, like in old people's clothes and shit. And like. He was in dress in poor taste. Mm-hmm. No. Mm. You need to look up that word. All right. While you uh, do, do your thing, I'm going to go look up the word Frumpy. <laughs> It's okay if you don't understand that word or know it off the top of your head. Mm -hmm. Because there are days when I manage not to think of anything at all. (laughs) As made evident by the fact that my brain completely purged a whole fucking season of... Oh, my hunter? Yes. (laughs) To the point where it doesn't even ring a bell. (laughs) Until all of a sudden I was like, oh, I remember that character. And that's it. (laughs) And then, well, then the ladies. Mm -hmm. In the restaurant. And the and the delicious looking food. It didn't look delicious. Exactly. <laughs> looked like white people food. Uh, frumpy, dowdy, and old fashioned. Typically used of a woman on her clothes. There's also a band, a rock band called Frumpy. Mm-hmm. So you were wrong in how he used it. He looked like shit. Okay, he looked all whatever. <laughs> whatever. Let's get, let's get the show going. <laughs> all right, you're right. I'm wrong. Usual thing. Go. <laughs> It was just a backwards way for you to call me frumpy, and then I was sad about it. You won't take it back. Look, I'm sorry I misused the word. (laughs) (laughs) You can find us, if you still want to at this point, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram (laughs) at The Real Appeal to Ease and Real. Uh, You can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. And if you could please review us on iTunes. For real, yo. Don't do that. <laughs> That's just me being silly. I'm not trying to talk like that. My God. Okay. Okay. Kick back. Um, our segments this week are the news, our recent review of a hero. What the fuck did we just watch? Battlefield Earth. <laughs> uh, our geriatric cinematic is a simple plan, which came out in 1998. And Mark, what is our topic? 
shit is just gonna go sideways. Mm-hmm. That's it. Your computer. I know my la- my laptop went. What? <laughs> it's like whoa. It's like that that meme with the cat with the flower. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So, Mark. Yes. What is going on in the news? Um, well, I know we are getting a sequel to one of your favorite movies of 2021, Mortal Kombat. Uh, I remember you told me that the other day. Uh, You're like, your favorite movie. I'm like, well, my favorite movie? You're like, yeah. I'm like, what movie is that? And you're like, Mortal Kombat. I'm like, we watched Mortal Kombat? <laughs> and I think I, I was trying, like, my brain was trying to remember the old, old one. Uh-huh. I'm like, we didn't watch Mortal Kombat. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, I remembered. I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> yeah, we did a we did a whole episode oh, I on know. it. I was like, "God damn it!" I was happy not remembering. <laughs> you know what? If if this podcast is still around when the sequel comes out, we're still doing Mortal Kombat Two Annihilation. That would be so horrible. <laughs> uh, all right, so New Line is uh, moving forward with the sequel of of uh, Mortal Kombat uh, with Moon Knight scribe Jeremy Slater. Um, so Jeremy Slater, for those who don't know, he is the head writer for the Marvel slash Disney Plus series Moon Knight, uh, which is starring Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke and Gaspar Ulia, um, the French actor who, who recently died during a, a ski accident. Uh, it looks like Slater is also writing uh, writing to direct Thread of for Screen Gems with James Wan and Atomic Monsters producer. So um, there's no talks about who's going to show up in this Mortal Kombat sequel. Uh, I'm sure anybody who survived the first movie uh, will make an appearance. And even if that's not the case, because there are several people that died, there is a way around it within the Mortal Kombat lore. There are these characters, they're like, they're called Revenants, which is like a a zombified version of like a certain character and shit like that. Mm. Um I haven't seen Moon Knight. I've, I let me see. Jeremy Slater he did develop Umbrella Academy, which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, and it looks like he's he's also adapting. Uh, let me see. His his uh, credits also belong on Trevor Knight's directing a movie called Oh the Tommy Knockers, the Steven Spielberg uh, book. Um, um so. I wasn't a fan of the first Mortal Kombat movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I am curious about this sequel. And I'm very curious about Jeremy Slater's writing, if it's even that good. You can drag me along for the ride, but I'm definitely not curious at all. And I'm really not interested in this film. What if you watch Moon Knight and the writing is spectacular? Will that pique your interest into this Mortal Kombat uh, sequel? Um, from like zero to a hundred percent, I'll give it a 20%. <laughs> I'm not going to lie down from, you know, up from zero. I'm not going to lie. The number popped in my head was 20%. <laughs> I swear to God. I was like, I was like, shit, let me write it down. But you already said it. Um, <laughs> what as proof? Yeah. Like that, you fucking lie about it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, yeah, I'm to totally yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to choose 20%. I know. Right. With that voice too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but that's it on my story. So, blah. Blah. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Chicken butt. Jason Momoa. Wait, hold on. Chicken bro. There you go. 
Jason Momoa. You know oh. what? I have a feeling that him and his wife were calling it quits because he shaved his beard that one time. <laughs> yeah. She saw, <laughs> she saw him without the beard was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he might get alopecia and that's it. That's the end. <laughs> um, so Jason Momoa is in talks to join Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious 10. Um, so the plot details are like under wraps, of course. <laughs> AKA, we 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 kind of have an idea of what, what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, kind of. They probably don't have a huge idea and just just kind of falls together in a really great way at the end. I mean, if you think about it, like the, the plot for the past all <laughs> of the Fast and Furious movies kind of just don't make any sense. They're kind of just dumb dumb shit and fun yeah um so he could be one of the film's villains but universal is not commenting mm-hmm. um just justin lynn who came back for f9 mm-hmm. um he's gonna be in the director's chair again um and then of course all the old people are returning for the 10th installment so michelle rodriguez tyrese gibson chris bridges Everyone was ludicrous. Luda. And Sung King. Um, Charlize Theron mm-hmm. is supposed to come back. I don't fucking know why. She's not really adding anything. I know. Um, you know, there's, there's no mention of John Cena in, in this article, in I, this news. I, the way they the way they had him in F9, like, mm-hmm. uh, that would have been stupid to bring him back. Nah, he needs to come back. I need, I need, I need John Cena to come back. He's doing Peacemaker now. Yeah, but you know, like, they're scheduling stuff he can figure out and everything. Plus, plus, I mean, they're. You want to see him on the zipline again? That hunk of meat. Oh my god! I, I want to see Vin Diesel throw him through a wall again, <laughs> or or vice versa, or like whatever. I look. I know we we know those movies are bad, but they are just dumb fun. Just. Good old stupid ass fun, mm-hmm. and I glad I'm so glad they just lean into it like hard. They know what they are. Yeah, um, if I remember correctly, I think Fast Ten is actually going to be a two parter movie. Really? Yeah, I believe it's going to be two part back to back. Well, it's shooting in the spring, and Universal has the movie set for May nineteenth, twenty twenty three release. Uh, yeah, it's going to be in two parts. Yeah, that for the big finale, it's going to be split in two parts. Sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun. You know why they're doing two parts? Because they want to make another movie, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to call it Fast 11 because they still want to say, no, no, no. There's only 10. That's it. Uh, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Because I kept thinking of Tokyo Drift. I'm like, does it actually have a number? I'm like, oh, no, it doesn't. No, it but, doesn't. It's, but it's still part three. It's considered part three. So it means they're already at 11? No, they're going to be at 10. Well, this will be at 10, but you're right. Like, they didn't want to do a part two to be like, oh, it's 11. No, no, no. We're at a 10. Because you know what? <laughs> this series goes from one to a 10 in three seconds flat. It goes from one to 10 and in 11 t- movies. <laughs> <I> know, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, 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 you know what? They say Jason Momoa is going to be a villain, but it doesn't say if he's going to be the villain. Is he? Yeah, it says could be one of the film's villains. I would, uh, I would suppose he would be the main one if he is a villain, mm-hmm. because Charlize Theron was not the main villain 
Oh, in the last in one? In the last one. And I have a feeling she's just like backseat fucking villain. Like, yeah. it's weird. I, I really hope he'd be the main villain. He'd just be like fucking crazy. Just like, I'm gonna kill everybody. Just like complete Mad Max fucking psycho. Mm. That's what I want. Is that the sound he's gonna make? Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna like drink a beer and throw an axe. <laughs> Take that. Vin Diesel kid was was Dominic Toretto. Wow. What? Look, million dollar ideas. Is he gonna light his beard on fire too? (laughs) You know what? That's what probably happened. He lighted he lit his beard on fire uh, in front of Lisa Bonet and it burned like half of it his face, like half the beard away, and she was like, Oh, I can't do this. No, he already shaved his beard before. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. No, he didn't shave it. He burned it, then he had to shave it because it looked nasty. Yeah. That reminds me of the time my dad tried to shim. Shim? Shim? Shave. <laughs> Did he try to shim his beard? How do you, how do, you do that? <laughs> I said shave and trim at the same time it came out. Shim. <laughs> he had tried to trim his mustache. Uh-huh. And one side was shorter than the other. And he had to take the whole mustache uh-huh. off. Uh-huh. And I could not get past it. Like, he has just a really flat upper lip. I'm like, fuck. They're like flapping the wind like... <laughs> I've only met your dad once, and I can't picture him without a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, so what else happened was, um, okay, so we got a bit of an update from um, the case that happened on the set of Rust. Uh, Helena Hutchison. Helena. uh, Sorry, Helena Hutchison's family. Uh, they've taken the first step to filing a wrongful death suit. Uh, Santa Fe NM, uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico attorney, Christina Excuse me, Martinez. Right, filed, New Mexico like that. That's bad. I know, right? Filed a petition on Wednesday to be uh, to be appointed as personal representative of the Hutchins estate. Martinez is seeking appointment solely for the purpose of investigating and pursuing a lawsuit under New Mexico Wrongful Death Act in the courts of New Mexico, the filing states. Um, so, yeah, because this was like a big thing that happened. You know, there's the death of, of Helene Hutchinson on... The set of Russ, it was all over the place, and then it kind of like slowly started dying down, and now it's picking up steam again. Um, Hutchinson, she leave, she leaves her husband Matthew and nine year old son. Um, like if this if this goes to court, like if this thing really starts happening, I think. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't see changes. See, not see changes, but have these these changes to protect these people on set more of a of a tougher like a tighter grip and shit like that to avoid stuff like this from happening um but i think if like it really goes into court and like someone gets like sued into the ground or whatever like it's it's gonna they're not gonna allow independent armors anymore and shit like that yeah they're gonna probably like almost corporatize yeah yeah um so it looks like there's two other uh rust crew members uh serge Svetnoy Svetnoy and Mammy Mammy Mitchell (laughs) I was like Mammy what Mammy Mitchell they've already filed lawsuits in the LA Supreme Court Uh, both were in close proximity uh, to Baldwin when the gun went off Um, Svetnoy Oh, I was just going to stop there, but all right. Svetnoy has a letter that he was so close enough to have gunpowder spray in his face and etch into etch his glasses so, like, you know, I'm sure we're going to get more updates about I'm sh- if I'm sure if this really 
like I said, if it if it does if it does what it's supposed to do, we're gonna be hearing about it like on a regular basis once again. Which I'm fine with it. It's like cool like shit like this obviously needs to be changed in like the the Hollywood industry. Yeah, I agree. Alright, that's that's all I pretty much gotta say for that. Uh what do we got next? Next we're gonna do our recent review of a hero. I know about you my dear Zendon. The synopsis is, Rahim is in prison because of a debt he was unable to repay. During a two-day leave, he tries to convince his creditor to withdraw his complaint against the payment of part of the sum, but things don't go as planned. Directed and written by Oscar Fahadi, it stars Amir Jadidi, Mozin Tanab- Tanabande, Alariza Jahandide, mm-hmm. and Serena Fahadi. I'm trying to remember which is which. Okay, I remember now. Rahim is the main guy. Yeah. Baram is the creditor. creditor. Yeah. Hussein. That's the that's the like, his father, I think. Or was that the his old brother? Guy? Yeah, or was that like his brother? I think that was his brother. I think it was his father because the lady was his sister. Well, maybe that was actually her sister's uh, his sister's husband. I think that's his dad. Okay, so let's just assume that's the dad. And then Serena Farhadi, I think that's, that's the, the girlfriend. Oh. Yeah, I remember that's the girlfriend. Okay. Um. So, uh, what's his dude's name? Uh, Asghar Farhadi. Uh, <laughs> this it's so funny with this. It's actually, <laughs> it's this funny story about like this dude's work, kind of like entering my life. At times, or I didn't even recognize it was this the same guy. Um, little quick story: um, I had saw a trailer for this movie called A Separation. Uh, Separation came out, I think, in maybe 2010. Uh, let me see, uh, which is an Iranian film that was oh 2011, and, and a. An Iranian film came out in 2011. I saw the trailer for it like online somewhere, and I went to like, I went to the local independent theater, watched it, and I was just like, "Holy shit, this movie's fucking great!" Right? Mm. Didn't bother to look up who the director was or anything. I was just like so mesmerized by this movie because it's like just kind of like real and like fucked up shit, right? So the years and years and years and years and years later, I'm taking a world cinema class. We are studying Iranian cinema. <clears throat> The teacher's like, okay, we're going to watch this movie called uh, The Salesman, okay? 
and watched The Salesman. Wasn't blown away, but I was just like, oh, I totally like this movie. Holy shit. It kind of reminds me of Separation, just because, like, maybe, like, the subject matter or kind of, like, how dark it can be at times and all the kind of... It's called The Salesman. Sorry, The Salesman. came out in 2016. Okay? So then this year comes around, right? Actually, not even this year. It was actually at the end of 2021. I was getting emails about, like, oh, like, PR... Uh, there's a movie called A Hero. You should watch it. Eh, maybe I'll check it out. Check it out. I listened to uh, KCRW's The Business. They talked to the di- the director. I'm like, okay, let's go check out this movie. Let me see what what's this movie's about. Let me just hear this guy talk, right? They they go over at the dude's work, and I'm like, holy shit, I've already seen two, two of his movies. <laughs> holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hearing like this dude's story and like how he like came up with the idea and how he shot and everything, I was like, oh, I can't wait for this movie to come out. Um, so Kelsey and I, you know, we checked it out. It's currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, I like the movie. It, some people say it's his best work. Um, I don't know if I fully agree with that. Something about the something about a separation really, really got me. Um, but with a hero, it takes like a minute for you to kind of be like, "What is going on?" But you said that's his mo. Yeah, but like, but see, that's like in separation, because in separation, it's about, it's literally about a separation between uh, a man and woman, um, and it has to also do with their daughter. So you, you already get like an idea of what this, what's going to happen, what's going on, right? It's like how it plays out. You're like, I don't know what's going to happen, right? The salesman, you have more of an idea of what's going to happen. It's about this playwright who's doing uh, the play, uh, death of a salesman and like his wife gets assaulted and all this stuff starts happening, right? With a hero, you're just like a dude's out of prison and he owes somebody money. And like, that's it. And then you're kind of like, all right, maybe, maybe it's it's the kind of culture kind of, because I remember you're. There was a little bit of a culture thing. First of all, like, I think that they expect that you're going to connect the dots. Mm -hmm. And I know I was kind of questioning, like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Like, I couldn't understand why he was doing a certain thing that he was doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, also the whole, you get leave from prison thing is like mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. I know in some countries, I know in some countries that's a thing. I know in some countries they throw you in jail for being in debt and stuff like that. Um, um, so, but like, cause I knew that's like, I knew the story was about like a guy who's in debt, but he like, he, he like finds, uh, like I say, he like has his idea of where he's going to like find these coins and then return them and then like everything's like a-okay it's kind of like wait like, like that's what that i know yeah really hairbrained i know right what? that's yeah, exactly and that's why i'm going like what like i'm not how like i'm not understanding and i honestly don't think that is the director's fault i think it is kind of a culture a thing. culture yeah it's like if you're culture. from there you totally get it yeah yeah exactly 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 um kelsey what did you what did you think of this movie i liked the film mm-hmm you know how I like really dark things and I like mm-hmm. when they have like a fucked up ending? Yeah. Yeah, like this one was just kind of too real for me. Oh, really? Because <laughs> it's just a very down on your look kind of film. Mm. Yeah, well, because like this movie, I honestly didn't know this. There's a genre in Iranian films. They're called the genre of misery, which essentially the plot just revolves around misery, poverty, and soul, soul complications that happens like that and that's the thing i i think i remember my teacher saying like genre of misery but i he said it maybe once or like 
maybe like maybe like I just re I replace it with neorealism, which oh. is which is another genre in Italian cinema, which is like the same thing. They talk about misery, poverty, uh, social complications, and and religion. Mm-hmm. So maybe I would just like swapping them around or, or something like that. Yeah. Pockets bothering me. She's like, I got something to tell you. (laughs) Okay, so what did you what did you like about this movie? I have to tell you my favorite shot. Oh yes, please. The back of a truck. Yes, and that this is not a spoiler at all. It's it's a very it's it's like a it's it almost looks like a the setting is very mundane, but the shot is great. There's something I don't know about the contrast or mm -hmm. like they're like the truck in front of the camera is moving, mm-hmm. but so is the camera, and they're also zooming. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of changes everything. I don't know. I just love. Like I don't know what it is. I'm totally fascinated with that shot. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I've I've read interviews and and heard interviews uh, with this guy, and everybody just talks about like the story and the complications of making this movie because this movie was shot during the pandemic and how he got around it and then like the topics that it covers you know with Iranian government and stuff like that but no one asks him like solely about like his directing like why did you do this shot why did you have this scene or anything like that mm-hmm. so like I'm very curious to like find out about that shot. like if there's a Q&A I, I highly doubt there's gonna be a Q&A um, uh, about this movie and it's like in our area, but I'm very curious to like ask too. Like, why'd you do that shot? You know? Yeah. Um, so, what, anything else that was directing that that you uh, you enjoyed or didn't like? I also I know you said it takes a while to ramp up, but I mm. like how he takes his time, mm. like going up the stairs or like oh yeah, like yeah, these right. things that other directors kind of cut short. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those things we tend to mean you both tend to like that where. Mm. You're just watching something unfold like in real time. Like yeah. you're just watching this person walk up the stairs. Yeah. Um, and he just seems to take his time with a lot of those types of scenes. Yeah, there's like you can kind of see like um I think I, I, I don't know if I don't know if I heard this or maybe my brain just went there. I've heard this movie being compared to uh First Cow. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, uh Uncut Gems. And, yes and no. Well, like it's 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 uncut gems at an extent, and one of the comparisons is like there's a lot of like shouting over each other, and it's kind of like this tension that's kind of like built up in this crowd of like arguing, going back and forth, and like certain things are being revealed during the dialogue. We're like, oh shit, oh shit, you know, like how's one gonna one up the other? I almost guarantee you that almost a bunch of Iranian films are like that because it's part of their mm. culture just to shout over each other. <laughs> like you can't oh, you can say you can say that about like Latin people, Russians, Germans, <laughs> and shit like that. Like Jewish people, Italians, yeah. white white Americans. Well, happy black people. Yeah, a lot of people. In happy general. black people, angry black people. Well, that's true. But yeah, but like. <laughs> It's. I, I want to say happy black people because you know, some people see it as a threat just because. That's their problem. Yeah, I know, right? Um, any any performances that caught your attention? Uh, definitely, uh, Amir, the guy who played Rahim. Mm-hmm. He did a great job. Mm. Um. The boy. Oh, his son. Mm-hmm. I want. I'm cute. I don't. I don't. He see. cried a lot. Not a lot. A lot. Not too much. But when he did cry, it was. It seemed on. real. It was on point. Um, 
I don't. I haven't seen anything about the about the kid in IMDb. I know because um, his character has a stutter, and I don't know if that's if if he really does have a stutter or if like he was just that good. He he made it seem authentic. Mm. I don't know because I didn't feel like that stutter was very real. He did a good job with it for yeah. sure, but I don't think he was. I don't think he really had that stutter. Mm. Also, it's really hard mm. to cast someone with a real stutter. Mm. Because you want certain words to come out or mm, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that stutter was real. Okay. Then I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like the, the dude, Amir, Amir J- uh, Jadid. Jadidi? Jadidi. His performance was really great. Um, how do you say his name? Moshin Tanabana? Moshin Tanabande? Yeah, the creditor. I really liked his shit like god he was such an asshole Mm. but like he had every fucking right to be an asshole like when he was just like no like this guy's bullshitting everybody like why do you believe him like all this kind of stuff right but he doesn't he's not like uh, he's not a dude who's like oh believe me believe me it's just crazy and everything like that right he's just like yeah wait and see yeah right exactly just wait and see Wait and see. Wait and see. And then some shit happens. And then, boom. Everybody see it. I don't... Um, I don't think he had every reason to be. And I know we'll get into that in the spoiler section. But I really don't think he had every reason to be that much of an asshole. Mm. You know, I don't know. No, no. But I, the, I think that's part of the culture thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you're sending someone to jail for a debt. So, obviously, you can personally put someone in jail if they owe you money. Mm -hmm. And so, then it makes it his right to keep that person there. Yeah. And so, I'm, I guess, not emotionally or intellectually understanding, like, Mm. why he couldn't just let him live his life. I think that kind of, that that also kind of goes into, like... Um, I don't want to say like Iranian culture and specifically, but just how some people are, where they're like they got done so wrong so bad that they're just like, I'm not budging like at all. Yeah, some people are like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, in any culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I was getting. That's what I was getting at. In any culture, that's just that's just a thing. Um. All right. So you want to get into the spoiler section? Mm-hmm. All right. So we did spoilers. Um. We talk about the movie. It's going to be spoilerific. And here's your spoiler bumper right about now. (sighs) Folks, I just want you to know that we almost ended the show right then and there normally we um kind of give you a behind the scenes look uh the music is so the elevator type spoiler music is so ridiculous we kind of do like this little hop around dance and shit um and kelsey started doing the chicken dance <laughs> and i was like hope oh, mm, can't do it i don't think i can do it anymore <laughs> look you know i'm ridiculous okay yes you continue to be friends with me it's your fucking problem not mine i know right and here i am (laughs) giving you a platform to to spread that evil (laughs) 
Um, you want other people to suffer. <laughs> yeah, I can't suffer. What's it? What's it? What's the phrase? Misery loves company. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, and we're in the the genre of misery. Exactly. Here we go. Wait, this is this is the podcast, the genre of misery. Actually, you should call the podcast the genre of misery. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what what was the you had you had an issue with the creditor? What was that issue? I know that uh, Rahim mm-hmm. owed him money. Yeah, it was a lot. It was like 170,000 like tr- trumpets or trumples or something like that. <laughs> it's not American money. Mm. So, um, yeah. So he owed him that money. And the way it it's hard to know what exactly happened, but it's like he had a business. He started going out of business, so he got a loan. Mm. Then he got this guy to help him out, the creditor to help him out, because he got in with some loan sharks, and it was a bad deal. Um, well, was, and then he never paid him back. Well, it, was, it wasn't... Like, the loan sharks was one part of it, but it was also that uh, he went in business with a friend, and his friend... Oh, the friend took, took his the money. money... And booked it. And the, and the creditor's like, you owe me the money now. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I guess that's why, like... I can't comprehend how someone being down on their luck is a reason to go to jail. It's a toman. That's that's an Iranian dollar. It's, it's called an Iranian toman. So he owed him about, a, I believe, 170,000 uh, toman. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. Sorry. So I don't understand why someone down on their luck gets to go to jail instead of, like, obviously there's a problem. Like, why not find the guy who took off with the money? Mm. You know what I mean? Like go after that guy mm-hmm. um also there's the creditor needs to also take responsibility for the fact that he did a bad deal uh you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly there's none of that it's just like hey this guy went out of business he obviously needs some money and now he can't pay it back so fuck him he goes to jail so a hundred seventy thousand uh a hundred seventy thousand tomen uh what's it called uh what's it? um turned into u.s dollars converted converted thank you uh converted to u.s dollars is forty two thousand bucks forty two thousand two hundred and forty three dollars mm-hmm. okay now like that might not seem a, a lot to some people but like currently at this moment i owe the government i owe the irs two grand and i'm shitting myself <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so I so I can see why <laughs> they would that they, that the dude would be like, no, he owes me money, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and throws his ass in jail. Um, it can be a bit harsh. I mean, he can be a bit harsh at times, uh, but given that the fact that like this was in a way a, a scam for the guy, wouldn't have to pay all that money. It kind of makes sense why. I mean, it, it, I don't know. It's kind of like, yeah, he was like in the right, but it, obviously at the time he didn't know he was in. Also, the Also, right. like you know that you're down on your luck, mm. and it seems kind of harmless to mm. be like, hey, I'm returning this money. Mm. Like, I did a good deed, and then everyone will want to help me. Mm. I like to me that's kind of harmless. It's not like he like swindled more money out of a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just seems like he was just like, I don't want to be in jail anymore. It's yeah. not like he went out and murdered somebody. Yeah, that's that's very true. You know, I might, I actually might be 
wrong. I feel like it's don't think you tell me it's not one hundred seventy thousand. It might be like a hundred thousand because he was close to about he had like seventy seventy with the coins and like he was missing. Obviously, like let's say, well, that's the thing. I I can't remember how how much the amount was, um, but I mean, but obviously it was enough that and in a way, I know I'm starting to jump all over the place, but in a way, it, it I mean, like the dude, it it seemed like the dude was coming from a level of pride. The creditor, mm-hmm. he was coming from an area of pride, because eventually, like this whole thing happened, people were seeing him as like Amir uh, as like this hero or like whatever. And um, the creditor was like, no, this is bullshit. This is all bullshit. And then they were like, here, like, we're going to give the money. We're going to give you some of the money back, you know, and you can work out a deal with Amir. Mm-hmm. And the guy just kept going, no, yeah. I want all my money. Isn't the, the creditor was his father-in-law, wasn't he? Yeah, because yeah, he, he was. No, no, no. It wasn't his father-in-law. It was his brother-in-law. Okay. Because he was married to the guy's sister, and the guy even even the guy was like, "You, you, you fucked over my sister," and blah blah blah, yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Um. So, I'm trying to think of anything of the directing I like. I I totally agree with you with the whole the beginning, um, with the whole staircase with the where he's like walking up, when Amir's walking up the stairs. I will admit that like when I was watching it, I was kind of like, "What is the point of this?" But, like, as it went on and on and on, and then, like, just how the angle was, like, going further and further up, like, staying with him, mm-hmm. um, I really start seeing, like, the sim- the symbology of it. Like, this dude constantly has to, like, climb up these stairs to try mm-hmm. to, like, get to freedom and stuff like and that. And then he got all the way up there, and his dad was like, all right, let's go back down. I know. And he's like, That's more stairs? <laughs> That's the thing. I don't even think he was like, at the top. He was just at a level where, like... He was he, at a really high level. Yeah, like, at a comfortable level, like, like okay, maybe this is where I can get out. Of this situation, mm. you know, like symbolically speaking and shit like that. Obviously, that wasn't the case because um, he ends up going back to jail. Now, the term in the because the title is a hero. And before, like while watching this, I was thinking they were referring to like him finding those coins and getting back to the lady. Mm. I don't think it ref- it's referring to that at all. I think it's referring to the last uh, couple minutes of the movie where uh, the charity who finds out like he possibly had made up the story um they were trying and the like the head of the prison was like hey like i heard that you gave the money that they, they were going to give you to like a woman who husband was convicted of murder to mm-hmm. help him out right and remember how the thought fo- that that dude was like well let me make a video of you or let me use your son mm-hmm. and there's that there's that heart-wrenching scene where like he's trying the guy trying to get the son to like say and cry like please my father needs help and everything but he can't get through a stutter and all that kind of stuff and then finally amir is like i want you to delete the video like fuck it you know yeah like i'll go to jail i think that's i think that's where the title's referring to yeah actually you're right i think yeah. you're right yeah um which i think that's like that scene alone is like great um that actually reminds me a lot of of the director's uh the movie uh the salesman because there is a confrontation that happens where like all the shit's like revealed Mm -hmm. and it turns to like this huge turning point in the story Mm. um yeah i mean i thought i thought like i thought that part was just great me too i didn't um really like his girlfriend really what is that she just seemed wrong she was totally okay with everything going along Mm -hmm. um her brother was like 
you're single, you're 37 years old, like you're living in my house. I don't want you to see him. Mm -hmm. She just seemed not uh, like a, a good person. I don't, I don't necessarily think that i think that she was just doing everything that she could for amir and being kind of blinded by the idea of like he might not be a good person after all yeah but i don't think he came up with the the thing like oh you think that she might have done it he he didn't find that money yeah she did yeah yeah because i remember he um because there's that whole thing about, like, the text that he had contacted the creditor. He was like, oh, I'll give you the money. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a week later, he's like, oh, I found the money or some shit. Yeah, like that. exactly. So, yeah, maybe that might have been, been the case. I mean, we never get a, a full reveal of it. But it's I think it's a strong possibility that it was her idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing I got to mention, and this, this is on us because sometimes we're just so ignorant to shit like this. There's, like, because one of the things that kind of push propels the story forward is, like, they need... To, to to make this dude's story um a mere story authentic they need to find the woman that the, he give, he gave the coins to right oh my god <laughs> and like they he couldn't like they couldn't find her they just couldn't find her they kept like they even kind of do this kind of investigate like detective kind of work and everything trying to find her and shit like that and I remember there were like a bunch of times you and I are watching it and was like oh that's her that's her like in the background or like <laughs> yeah, we're just like <gasps> And you're like, oh, my God, you did a big gasp. What? And I'm like, I thought that was her, but it's not her. And you're like, oh, that was a big gasp. (laughs) Because, like, I I think because I think because you and I were just like. We wanted him to find her. Yeah, that. And I and I honestly think that maybe the, um, the director did that on purpose. He didn't want them to find the woman. Like, she just disappeared. Like, boom. Because, like, maybe, like, that's how that's how life is. Um. In countries like that, where like you just you see a person once and you just never see him again, you know, I like mean, that's in every country. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, like more so here. Like, okay, let, let's say for well, a, because of the fact she didn't want her husband to know that she had any mm-hmm. extra money, well, so she obviously wouldn't show up again. Yeah, but also, but like, let's just say like in this country, right? Let's say I bump into somebody, right, and like out in the streets or something, or in a store, right. And something about them, something happens that, like, makes me have to find them again. There are ways I can try to find them again, you know? Mm-hmm. Either, you know... Social media. Social media. Yeah, exactly. Social media, talking to people, something like that. That is a strong possibility that maybe I could find that person again. But here, it's just like, no. That's it. Fucking disappear. <laughs> Flash in the pan. Flash in the pan, exactly. Dust in the wind and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um. So... Let me see. Is there anything else? I don't know if there's anything else that we really need to discuss about this movie. I mean, it's like I said, it's a good film. It's really good. Um, I probably have to let it sit a little bit longer before I can really, really... I don't know, because like I said, I'm kind of conflicted. Because, you know, it's like... The director, like, this is this is a really good script. It's really great writing and stuff like that. But it's something about separation and maybe even, like, The Salesman, which just, like, had me hooked almost the entire time. Yeah, I would say that this film is good, but it's not, like, rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't rewatch this movie. Yeah. Like, I can actually see myself rewatching The Salesman or, or Separation. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, I kind of, I can't, I don't know where Separation is streaming, but I kind of feel like watching that again. Yeah. Um, but this, but um, a, a hero is the is Iran's like official uh, choice to uh, be nominated for an Oscar for best foreign film, mm. um, and I think this is the one that's here. Either no, it's this and Drive My Car, 
which is uh, I don't know if it's a Korean film. Let me see. There's this movie I, I I've been trying to fucking find or find on in Torrance, California, <laughs> <laughs> that I really want to check out. Uh, drive my car. You always ask me to drive my car. Yeah, because I don't I don't feel like moving my car. I don't know where drive my car is. I think it, drive my car actually might be Korea. Or it could be Japanese. <laughs> you say you're trying to find the name. Oh, where? yeah, it's Japanese. Okay. Yeah. I believe it's a Japanese car. Japanese car. My mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> Japanese movie. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Like, I think. Oh, I, I, the reason why I brought that up. Oh, was Belfast part of that, too? Ugh. Probably. You don't like Belfast? Belfast is all right. But, like, I'm thinking, of, like, if Belfast is going to get nominated for Best Foreign Film. Mm-hmm. I don't want Belfast. I don't either, I either, why? Because it's, like, high art? It's not that it's high art. It's just, like, I enjoyed it. But, no, I take that back. It was a film. I didn't really like enjoy it. I there's some scenes of Belfast I did like, but nothing nothing about it kind of really stuck with me. Like like a hero. Well, a hero didn't really stick with me. Yeah, and I remember you really wanted to see Belfast too. Well, I did, but also we watched it in quarantine. And sometimes when you're watching a especially a foreign film, mm-hmm. you want to give it all your attention, and you were on your phone, so like you missed a lot of things. <sighs> Maybe I should have done better then. You should have. To get my attention. No, you should have just been a fucking man. I'm just kidding. Fuck. (laughs) All right. I think think that's it for this. Uh, What do we got? It would be because you don't want to keep the conversation going. Oh, shut up. (laughs) What do we got next? Next, we are going to do What the Fuck Did We Just Watch? Alright, we watched Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth. Mark has been wanting me to watch this because he watched it with his girlfriend and it was bonkers, Scientology bullshit. Mm-hmm. So it's directed by Roger Christian, mm-hmm. written by Corey Mandel, mm-hmm. J.D. Shapiro, and it's based on a novel by L. Ron Hubbard. Mm-hmm. It stars John Travolta, Barry Pepper... Forrest Whitaker and Sabine Crescenti. Okay, so what, like, Battlefield Earth, 2000, right? Scientology film. It, well, it's not supposed to be a Scientology film, but it's a fucking Scientology film. Um, this is famously one of the worst movies ever to be produced, right? Mm. God awful to the max. And I was like, Kelsey needs to watch this. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Before we, before we like, I, I found this really great article um, on Rotten Tomato mm-hmm. about this movie. But I want to get Kelsey's, we're going to share our, our opinion about this movie. If you haven't watched it, if, you're, if you've been mildly curious about it, <laughs> we're going to give you our opinions on it. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this? Cinema masterpiece. Garbage. How hot was that garbage? Like, are we talking Kelvin? Yes, let's go with that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's she's smart. She know what that. She know how to use that word. She's smart. <laughs> I know what it is, but I only speak in Fahrenheit. So, all right, in Fahrenheit. <laughs> 
<laughs> How hot was that garbage? What, what was the what was the what was the degree? Uh, five thousand. What was the Celsius? Probably like twenty one hundred. I know, right? Or like two hundred or some <laughs> shit. Um, okay, <laughs> okay. So this what what is it like? Come on, just I need more. What'd you uh, get? What'd more, you get? more. Okay, yeah. It has no plot. <laughs> None of it made sense. Yeah, or the plot's super convoluted. Like, what? Gold? Radiation? A couple of the characters kind of look like the Grinch. Like Jim Carrey's uh, oh, the Grinch yeah, with yeah. the weird colored contacts. Yeah, or they look like people who are heading to like a Burning Man concert. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think this is some of John Travolta's best character oh, really? acting. Because he, he's like a wet blanket all the time yeah. and this one he was actually acting with his face yeah so i was kind of entertained by that but like he just wasn't believable at all he was hamming it up it's so funny because like this was like a passion project for him and he just hammed the fuck up out of this whole movie like it was weird it's like he was it's like he would have an accent like a british accent and then like uh uh, uh, like a wasp accent or some shit, like like some weird like highfalutin accent. It was just going all over the place, or, or like he was like in the middle of like a Shakespearean theater or some shit. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is he doing? Um, I like Forrest Whitaker's performance because <laughs> it was very like, oh, I, I'm, I'm gonna help you, boss. <laughs> very like dumbfounded. <laughs> that was I'm not gonna lie, like Forrest Whitaker's usual roles. Mm-hmm. He's like a really polished black guy. Like Oh yeah. This is like some shit where I would expect that in real life Forrest Whitaker is like a plumber. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know he could act like that cuz uh-huh. he never plays those kinds of roles." Yeah, he tends to play like some somebody who's like very philosophical or super smart or he might play like somebody who's like Almost like a childlike mentality or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And here he was just like a fucking moron. Like even in what's the Godfather of Harlem or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a criminal, but he's like really fucking intelligent. And everyone looks up to him. Yeah, like he actually gives back to his community. Yeah, I'm so curious. Let me see. I, I'm so curious. Like, I know. Like, it's it's well it's well known fact that like John Travolta <laughs> is a Scientologist. What's funny? I remember what you said about the context. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker is known to have like a lazy eye. His context straight out of that lazy eye. <laughs> You're like, huh. You know, the context, is, they fixed his lazy eye. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. You're right. <laughs> um, I wonder, like, I like, like, so what I was getting at is like Forrest Whitaker. Um, let me see. So Forrest Whitaker, like, oh, so he does talk about Battlefield Earth. There's an article I just found called Forrest Whitaker, Forrest Whitaker Talks About Battlefield Earth. Um, let me see. It's a very dark. So he talks about the movies. He's comparing it and everything. Um, he says, hopefully it's not Batman and Robin, but hu- uh, humorously evil. Um, let me see. Whitaker says that the Pulp Fiction star compares Battlefield to, well, Pulp, <laughs> pulp Fiction. Uh, <laughs> all right. No, he doesn't say, because... Uh, I'm like curious to to hear like other than the fact that he is a Scientologist Scientologist, mm-hmm. why did he do it? Like, like this this dude like granted he, everything he's done is not like like amazing, but this, he had to read the script and be like, this is hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Why would I do this movie? 
Like I feel like they might have like fucking blackmailed him to get this. To, to Probably. Get this. I mean, and that's the thing. Scientology is known to like have like certain information. They about do. People. They like, oh, you have to confess or whatever, and they fucking exactly, tape it. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Yeah, what's sorry. his name? Uh. Kim Coates. Yeah, Kim Coates. Yeah. He's in this movie. I feel like the reason why he got sons of anarchy was because he looked like really fucking wild in this one probably his, his character does a lot of ooh, ooh, uh, hey, uh, like out of nowhere <laughs> oh and, he, and he's not a scientologist he's not he's not a scientologist he he did a he did a uh he did an interview that i was reading uh when he talked about this movie he was like oh shit imagine having that on your resume <laughs> <laughs> but no he's not a, he's not a scientologist barry pepper uh, Barry Pepper. I remember. Is Barry- that the one that I think looks like Tarzan? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, he looks like Tarzan, or what's his name? Uh, the human form of Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Yeah. Yeah. So Barry Pepper, like he, he had been acting for a while um, before then. Like, like yo, he was like a green. He was in the Green Mile before. He was in Saving Private Ryan before this, right? Mm-hmm. And like, he does fucking battlefield earth right and i can i can i can tell why he did it because he was like oh it's a leading star and role might build a franchise you know because the movie ends with obviously a sequel is like around the corner and some shit like that mm. and then he probably like got into it and he was like oh man what the fuck was any of this did roger christian direct anything worthwhile ever here's the thing roger christensen christian christian did work on star wars he was like, I think he was like the second, I think he was like the second AD or something like that. He's done, he's actually done some work for Star Wars. Um, here, okay, well, let me, let me so let me, let's get it, let's get in, I'm going to get into this article that I found. Uh, it's on RottenTomatoes.com, it's published in 2020, called Hear Us Out, Battlefield Earth is Terrible, but it's more fun than you think. Okay. So what happened was that John Travolta had received a call from franchise pictures owner Eli uh samaha samaha who gave him very good news that he wanted to essentially make he wanted to make a passion project that john travolta was was uh shopping around shopping around trying to put it together right he wanted to finance it right um and so travolta he had been trying to get this movie made okay for years okay and that's like just because you can doesn't mean you should. I know, right? Travolta <laughs> uh, had been trying to get this this movie made for the past fifteen years, right? And even become a cash machine for Pulp Fiction, Broken Arrow, uh, Broken Arrow, Michael, and the General's Daughter, and Face Off. He still would could not get this movie made, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So by the article goes, but about by sheer force of sheer force of will. Samaha was able to raise the money, more on that later, defer Travolta's normal million-dollar paycheck and secure assistance of Warner Bros. to distribute the film. Okay? So, um, two years later, May May 12, 2000, John Travolta... uh, Oh, so the, the movie... So, the movie had had a budget of 65 to 75 million dollars, right? Supposedly, uh-huh. it had that much money. Okay, it got released. At the time it got released, uh, Gladiator, Shanghai Noon, Mission Impossible Two, and Road Trip was already out. Right? Oh, okay. These are like some big movies, right? 
and then it got like tomato. Like the scores for on Rotten Tomato is like three percent on this movie. Okay, so here's how it happened. So between 1999 and 2007, um, Samaha's franchise pictures, uh, franchise pictures. That was his name of his studio. Released a plethora of, of epically rotten films that starred. A-list actors like John Travolta, Antonio Banderas, Sylvester Stallone, Jennifer Lopez, Kevin Costner, Kurt Russell, Lucy Liu, which is nice, and Bruce Willis. Mm. Here are some of the movies, right? And I remember these movies coming out and just being, those movies look like shit. <laughs> Obviously, Battlefield Earth, 3% on Rotten Tomato. Ballistics, X versus Sever. Gets a percentage on that, on Rotten Tomato. Um, you know what that just, movie is, so. Just, just. 12. Go lower. 7. Go lower. Two. Go lower. One. Go lower. Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> Apparently, it is. Uh, Driven. Fourteen percent. That's a Stallone film. Three thousand. Three thousand miles to Graceland. That's Kevin Costner and Kurt Russell. Thirteen. The fourteen percent. Get Carter remake of a Michael Caine film. Twelve percent. And The Sound of Thunder. Six percent. Oh, I think Ben Ben Kingsley is in Sound of Thunder. Sound of Thunder, right? Okay. So, the story goes that Samaha is known for indulging big stars and directors by financing their passion projects. He has a history of doing this, right? Um, and these are films that no studio will ever touch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the article goes, in an educational 2000 uh, profile by the New York Times, Samaha admitted that he would scavenge and dig and find the script of, or projects that, st- that a star most wants to make. Finance it overseas on the A-list clout, then shoot it in Canada and save money. This dude is already scamming the fuck out of all this shit, right? Okay, so the article continues. He grabbed movies and turned around when movie studios no longer wanted to develop them. And sometimes was lucky enough to have the stars themselves invest their own money into the project. Travolta reportedly put in $5 million in in Battlefield Earth uh, when it ran to financial issues. Okay. So... While it's easy to look at the at the $65 million big budget and the subsequent $30 million worldwide box office and assume Battlefield was a box office flop, it's a little more complicated than that. Director Ron Christensen, who won the Best Art Direction Academy for his work on Star Wars A New Hope, wrote an open letter correcting many of the critics who called his film, his little film, independent, a big budget failure. In reality, the production was somewhere around $14 million dollars. And the special effects budget was only nine million dollars, right? The initial reports about it being a seventy million dollar big uh, budget movie came about because Samaha and Franchise Franchise Pictures inflated the numbers to scam German-based <laughs> entertainment AG, the group responsible for coming up with forty-seven percent of the film's budget. And that's probably why the credit <laughs> the story in the beginning was German. <laughs> Uh, during the insuring lawsuit in which franchise was ordered to pay uh, entertainment one uh, sorry 120 million, it was revealed that the budget was an estimated 44 million dollars, with John Travolta reaching receiving 12 million of that. <laughs> so um, what he got seven million. Uh, he got 12 million of the budget, right? After he paid five something, that's seven. Okay. <laughs> And the budget was around $14 million with $9 million in special effects. John DeRose has already just taken that money out. Like, fuck it. Okay? Cinematographer Giles N- uh, Nudgens 
has said that Battlefield ha- had the smallest lighting budget on any film I've ever done. And it is rumored that Travolta was the per- uh, had his personal chef cook for the crew because the food was so bad. I, I read a story that everybody on set got sick mm. from making this movie, like food-wise and stuff. So he actually had to have a personal budget do it. Screenwriter Corey Mandel also went on record to say that the movie had a minuscule special effects budget, which you can completely see in this movie. Yeah. The, the my God, the special effects look horrible. <laughs> um, so originally, Travolta wanted to play the main role of Johnny Goodboy Tyler, who was later played by, um, what's his name, Bobby Pepper? Barry. Barry Pepper. Um, uh, so what happened was that Travolta instead played Turrell, the ten foot tall cyclo, who wants to leave her because he's destined for greatness. Blah 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 blah. Um, his dedication to the role is on full display as he makes a meal out of every word, relishes every line. One, for example, a line which says, "Do you want lunch?" Like the part where he's like putting the rat in his mouth and shit like yeah. that. Do you want lunch? <laughs> <laughs> and seems incredibly pleased with himself. <laughs> His performance won multiple Razzie Awards. <laughs> um, so prior to the film's release, Travolta was the film's biggest cheerleader, boldly stating that it was like Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, but better. And Schindler's List, a science fiction film. What? <laughs> I didn't even watch Schindler's List, and I know that's wrong. In an interview with Daily Beast in 2014, he continued to defend the film and said he would do it all over again. In when what year was that? This is 2014. Oh, so you know today he's still like, yeah, I still love that film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In 2010, co-writer J.G. Shapiro published an article titled, I Pinned the Suckiest Movie Ever, sorry, for the New York Post. It's a cheeky piece of writing that finishes with him saying, now... Looking back at the movie with fresh eyes, I can't help but be strangely proud of it because all out of all the sucky movies, mine is the suckiest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the article goes, oh, go yeah, on, like go. if you're gonna be bad, be the worst, go yeah, bigger, go yeah, home. I know, right? <laughs> exactly, right? And the article goes further for in detail about it. We'll, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, which I feel like we never do. No, no, we do. We do. do we? Yeah, like when we when I did like Throne of Blood. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like put like links and stuff like that with it. Um, but yeah, this movie is like so god awful. It's and it's two hours. Mm. It's two fucking hours. I remember the first time watching this. I thought I was watching it for like days. <laughs> Maybe you were watching it for days. Maybe you were in a time loop. (laughs) One thing I have to mention, though, it's still funny to It's still so fucking funny to me. It's the scene where John Travolta shoots the cows. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think we rewatched that like 10 times. Because it was like, what they do? Like, they had like an amputated, like an amputee, like an amputated cow, and they just propped it up with a piece of wood, and then they just shot the wood away. think is that something i I don't even think it's that i think it was a fake (laughs) it was a fake cow and like and they had like sawed off the leg or something it was like (laughs) like pulled it it on a rope it looked like a four by four yeah seriously it looked like a four by four and it sounded like wood too and like (laughs) i swear it sounded like wood 
or it looked like wood so much that my brain heard it, even if it didn't exist. Yeah, and like what else? Like the hair, the hairstyle change, like with the the Johnny Goodboy or whatever. Well, I don't understand why he cut his hair. Uh huh. And, and then when he did, like there were <laughs> scenes. I think he said that he grew his hair back or something. He didn't though, because yeah. he had um his hair still here and he had it braided yeah and yeah but then like it was no, it was like it was almost like cut like around the sides almost like a mullet and he then he didn't like, cut it on the sides and it, it was braided no 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 no. i'm saying like he had because i remember he like cut that braid well he cut his hair for some reason which, right off the top of his head yeah and then like they show him like outside in the jungle like this is like cut like his sides are trimmed or something or in a mat like no, crazy ponytail no they he had it braided mm-hmm just one single braid on each side and pulled back into the ponytail. So it looked real close to the head like it could be cut. Okay, with that being said, why was it braided? Like, that makes no sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> this whole movie doesn't make any sense. Yeah, none of it does. Like, like for example, like, um, when the glass, like, tower thing, like, shatters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why was that like a plot? I don't like I've seen I've seen it twice. I'm like, wait, I don't understand. You don't understand gl- why they were trying to shatter the dome? Yeah, because they were trying to. They found out that radiation hurts them as much as it does yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so they were trying to destroy their base so they'd be more vulnerable to radiation, uh-huh. but also because they lose their their air. Like, oh, okay, okay. Okay, this movie's so dumb. It's so dumb. I'm just like, oh my god. You know what? I kind of want a sequel now. I don't. I didn't. <laughs> Usually I have fun watching like really stupid films with you. I didn't mm. really enjoy this one. Wait, hold on, hold on. Which is which one would you, which one, if gun to your head, you had to rewatch one of these movies. Battlefield Earth or Meet the Feebles? Which one would you pick? Meet the Feebles. Really? All right, we're gonna go watch Meet the Feebles. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get my gun. Well, because I told you that I'd be down to watch that again, just so, like, because you were in a funky ass mood that day, Mm. and then it was putting me in a bad mood, and I'm like, why am I here if you're just gonna be like a dick? Because I want you to be in the funky mood with me. No. Yeah, because so we can be the funky bunch. Uh, uh, uh. You need more than two people to be a bunch. are going to do our geriatric cinematic of Sam Raimi's A Simple Plan. Look at all them birds. Those things are always waiting on something to die so they can eat it, right? What a weird job. That's an airplane. I wonder how long it's been here. It's probably one of those drunk doctors, you know, they're always crashing their plane, you know? Oh my God, look at this. Those are $100 bills. I bet it's drug money. You know, what if this guy's a dope dealer? We're just like Robin Hood. (laughs) It's a police matter now. What do you think we should do? What if we didn't turn it in? It's stealing. It's the American dream in a gym bag. He just wants to walk away from it. You work for the American dream. You don't steal it. Then this is even better. (laughs) (laughs) Four minutes. 
million dollars. Look how square it is. So somebody come searching for the money, I'll burn it. Look, we gotta be agreed on this. Would you have done the same thing? I mean, if you'd been there instead of me. I wish somebody else had found that money. Does it scare you? Yeah, it scares me. What if he tells somebody? Just stick to the story and we'll skate right through. Man from the FBI is gonna be driving through. Seems they're looking for a lost plane. The synopsis is three blue-collar acquaintances come across millions of dollars in lost cash and make a plan to keep their find from the authorities. But it isn't long before complications and mistrust weave their way into the plan. Or plan. (laughs) (laughs) Directed by Sam Raimi. Written by Scott B. Smith. It's based on the novel A Simple Plan, written by Scott B. Smith. It stars, I don't know why you put that there. Because I did. All you had to do is put novel by. Okay. Because <laughs> I just read his name twice. Okay. <laughs> uh, it stars Bill Paxton, Bridget Fonda, Billy Bob Thornton, and Brent Briscoe. Everyone has a B. Bill, Bill Bridget, <laughs> Billy four. Bob, and Brent Briscoe. I know, it's the four Bs. <laughs> <laughs> it's the four Bs. Um, so, yeah, Sam Raimi's uh, Simple Plan. I've actually never seen this movie before uh, we decided to do it for the podcast. Um, and I'm not one of those people who's like, I've only seen Evil Dead or anything like that. I've seen his other stuff as you well. You saw Spider-Man 2? Spider-Man 2? <laughs> uh, I've seen the other stuff like The Hudsucker Proxy, uh, Darkman, um, Dragman Hell. That's another great, great movie. Um, but this one, I have been wanting to see it forever. I just never took the time to watch it. And I'm glad I took the time to watch it because I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, but who gives a shit about my opinion? Uh, what does Kelsey think? I love this movie. Do you? Love it. Do you? Why? Oh, why? Did you like this simple plan? <laughs> um, well, the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it had me on the edge of my seat because I'm like, these guys are so fucking stupid. <laughs> They're just so dumb. Uh-huh. They're going to die. Uh-huh. Like they're dumb. And so, it was played out in a really, uh, in such a way that you could, you could get to know these characters and you really mm-hmm. didn't want to know any of them, mm-hmm. like in real life. Um, Billy Bob Thornton's a guy that I find real interesting because his character is like, really kind of soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton, like, he came on the scene with uh, Sling Blade. Uh, about that, about a guy who's like mentally disabled and like slow and all that kind of stuff. I feel like he, when he did this, he was still kind of like, kind of still in that mode mm. of being somebody who's a bit slower or um, uh, misunderstood and stuff like that. But he didn't go like, to quote unquote, to quote Robert Downey Jr.'s character in 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 Tropic Thunder, he didn't go like full retard. Mm. Um, but like out of out of everybody in this movie, I. F- I feel most sympathetic for his character. Really? Yeah. Like, especially what happens at, to him at the end, where he was just like, I don't want to live with these memories. That part's fucked up. I feel sympathetic there, and I also feel sympathetic, too, because it seems like their father trusted him more, and Bill Paxton's character did not know that. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you're the reason why yeah, the he, farm went he killed under. himself yeah. because you're, you wanted to go to school. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like, you wanted to build, make yourself better, so you fucked us all over. Yeah, like, the, the Bill Paxton character, uh, Hank, like, he was, like, 
he came off as this guy who's like, oh, I, I, I am a good guy. I'm a hardworking man. I'm a hardworking good guy. You know, I got a wife. We got a kid on the way and everything like that. You know, I'm the all-American dream and all that kind of stuff. He's just like, no, dude, you you probably worse than the others because you're. he's like hiding behind this veil of, of being a good guy. Mm-hmm. And really, no, he's trash. And the thing is, these other guys do things and you know they're just not capable of making a smarter choice. Mm-hmm. And you know he is, and he still does it anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which means that he is evil. Yeah, and I think maybe I, I think maybe that's the thing that attracted Sam Raimi to make this movie because he, you know, the the dude is known for making like the Evil Dead trilogy or like recent, like not recently, but of course the Spider Man trilogy. But if you like really watch this movie, his his character is like super fucking complex mm-hmm. and like tortured as fuck, you know. Yeah. Um. Case in point, you can watch Darkman and be like, oh, this is kind of like a cheesy, like, 90s action film or something like that. Mm. It's like, it's like Phantom of the Opera style, except, like, with explosions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, who, so, so was it, was it Billy Bob Thornton? Was that the one that really caught you the most in terms of uh, acting? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what did you think of, what did you think of the Bridget Fonda character? <laughs> she, she was okay with everything. Mm-hmm. And she had really bad ideas, just like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Like, she she was almost like the same way as Bill Paxton's character, where Bill Paxton's like, I had to kill this person, or I had to make it seem like it was like a murder-suicide kind of thing, or whatever. Um, or no, like a double homicide, you know. But it's justifiable because I'm covering shit up. Mm-hmm. And she was still like the same way of like, no, it's okay to keep the money. No, because this is what happened. Like, we're okay. We can keep the money and all that shit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, what did you think of Raimi's uh, uh, direction? He also does the thing where he takes pauses or like takes a while mm-hmm. so you can take in the scene. Mm-hmm. And I like that a lot. Okay. Um, any, any scene in particular? Anytime they're outside. Uh-huh. Like, you get a full scope of how big the field is or how isolated they are in the mm. in the woods. You know, so anytime yeah. they're outside. He actually, uh, I read that he actually took advice from uh, the Coen brothers because uh, they, did, <clears throat> they did Fargo, which I believe came out maybe four years prior to A Simple Plan. Uh, Fargo, oh, 1996, so about two years prior. Um and Sam Raimi actually went to them and asked them, like, how do you do, like, outdoor shots, like, in the snow like that? Mm. Because, you know, this movie mainly takes place. Out like, in the snow. Yeah, out in the snow on the Midwest and shit like that. <clears throat> Would you be surprised that uh, Ben Stiller was trying to direct this movie? Starring Nicolas Cage? I'm glad Nicolas Cage didn't do this movie. Yeah. Ben Stiller but- directing? I don't know. I think, is he a good director? I don't even know what he's directed. Let me think of... Let me see. I'm trying to think of any of his movies he's directed that I've, I've enjoyed. Because I know that he is trying to be one of those actors who's not an actor anymore. He's a director. Yeah. His... his Because he, he... Ben Seller is mainly known for acting, but he has done... Uh, oh, yeah. He directed... Uh, so he directed Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. A good comedy classic. Oh, I didn't know he directed Zoolander. Holy shit. And I Zoolander. love that movie. And Zoolander too. I thought I think Zoolander's so fucking overrated. Um he did the cable guy. 
Did he? He did the cable guy. I remember that. He did the cable guy, right? That movie got a lot of shit when it came out because people were like, this is this is a weird Jim Carrey film. This is too dark, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I love cable. I love the cable guy. Um, he did this He did this miniseries called uh, Escape at Donamora, which I heard is, it's really great, but like he took a lot of liberties with the storytelling because mm. it's based off a true story. Um, so yeah, uh, the reason why that movie wasn't, Ben Stiller's version was not made because Nicolas Cage's salary affected the film's budget. Mm. They were like, fuck that. Um, let me see. Emma Thompson wanted to play the role of Sarah, but she, oh no, she was considered for the role, but she declined. Um, Sam Raimi replaced Borman, who oh John Borman, who was set to direct it. Uh, and let me see who else. Original cast obviously Brad Pitt. Well, obviously Brad Pitt, Julia Lewis. Ju- Brad Pitt and Julia Lewis were both attached um, for the role of Sarah, Laura Dern, and Ebet. Uh, Davids and Beth Davids. Thank you. Uh, before Bridget Fonda took the role, and then Nicole Kim and and Anne H were considered for the role of Sarah. Um, <clears throat> so when I read about this movie, was that Sarah's role had a whole lot going on in the book, mm. but like they severely reduced it. And I don't, I've never read the book, but I don't know. I feel like I would have mind seeing more Sarah. Or how she becomes more involved with the story. I think that I think that would have. I think really a remake helped. of this movie would be great. Oh, totally, fucking totally, especially, especially in the indie circuit. Yeah, or in like in today's climate, like mm. how everybody's doing whatever they can for money. Oh, it's one hundred percent. Yeah. Huh. We should do it. Kind of want to go get the book now and read it. Yeah. But like, can you really remake this movie? Because like the author, the author of the novel wrote the script. Yes. Huh. I think you can, and I think you can write it with the yeah. Sarah character in it better and really tell the story in a way that creates tension mm. and doesn't oversell it, you know, and, like, mm. naturally lets things fall apart. Yeah. You know what? You, how you could do this? Hmm. Now, you could remake it, but not, not as a movie, as a series. Yeah. You could definitely remake it as a series. Just make it like one, well, like one mini series, like we should eight hours. Cast my mother as uh, the Sarah character. I don't think anybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, I, I almost know. killed you. <laughs> Shit. No, remake, remake the movie with your mother, but have her play the Lou character. <laughs> <laughs> the drunk. <laughs> Um, let me see what else. Oh, so yeah, we gotta talk about that ending, right? We mm-hmm. gotta talk about that that fucked up ending. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like that this mob. I think I think the whole mob boss angle kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. about like this dude coming in who was asking about the money. That's I, to me that that seemed a bit rush. I got a sense that like in the book it's really stretched out, maybe like through chapters or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then like the whole thing about like, oh, he was like the guy's brother and all this kind of stuff. Where's the money? And then how Bill Pullman's character was like coming up with this plan, another, another quote unquote simple plan so they can like, you know, leave with the money and that, uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character, you know, wouldn't have to die. Well, he didn't, I don't say he had to die, but 
that part where Billy Bob Thornton's character told the Bill Baxton character, like, hey, like, to make it more convincing, I have to die, too. And he's like, no, 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 no. And Billy Bob's like, I don't want to live with these memories anymore. That shit is just, like, it's so fucking heartbreaking. It also sucks because he was totally on board with his friend to do this stupid-ass fucking thing. Bill Paxton yeah. was pretty adamant in the beginning. Let's not do this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so I felt bad for him, but also like I almost feel like you wasted your time and my time. Not in a bad way, but like like the director wasted. Your time? No, the the story because mm. at the end he's just like I want to die and he dies. Mm-hmm. But like all you had to do was not make that fucking choice. But you're smart oh, yeah. enough to talk about how. Oh, I'm changing a tire, but, uh, you know, something about that is not a flat tire. So I think, I, you know what? This kind of reminds me of, I, I'm sure you've encountered people like this where um, they come off as very slow or not that intelligent, but they have like a thought of like, wait, like where, where's this level of intelligence coming out of nowhere? That's me. Girl, you need to shut the fuck up about that. <laughs> Like it, it reminds me. It reminds me of my my uh, ex's friend, and she seemed kind of simple minded or very like not there all the time. But she would have these really uh, what's the word? I think it's astute uh, observations. Mm-hmm. She would have like this really good. Observ- She'd be like inspired all of a sudden. Yeah, or, or she would say something and be like, "That totally makes fucking sense." Like, why didn't nobody else think that? You know. Mm-hmm. So I. And I'm not saying she was she's like as dumb as the Thornton character or Bill about Thornton's character, but it but it just reminded me of that. Like he has these moments of like intelligence, but you can tell like he's still like a bothered individual. The fact that like he gets in that argument with Bill Baxter's character, saying like the farm was supposed to go to me, but we ran out of money because Dad put up what like a two was, mortgages on yeah, it or something. Yeah, the like second that. mortgage. Yeah, and then like Dad killed himself because of you. Like you can tell. He's he's he wasn't he was a long tortured soul before even the events of the movie happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so him just going like, please kill me. I don't want to live with these memories. He might have also been referring to like all the other shit that like I saw dad go through and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, um, dad was on to something. <laughs> right. Um, so I wanted to talk about. Okay, is there anything else about the movie before we get into the discussion? No. Okay, so I want to talk about one thing. Obviously, within this movie, and even so much, it's somewhat in a hero, the more implications of of a situation where you have a ton of money, mm-hmm. like you find a ton of money, or you find opportunity where your problems are gone. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like at the cost of something. Uh, it's the cause of your morale. Or your moral compass gets thrown the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in this situation, let's just say you find a bag of money. Actually, mm, okay, you and I find a bag of money. We're in the exact same situation. We're, last year when we went across America, mm-hmm. okay, let's say we stop. We find this huge after, bag. Of- after I roll away in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> the wind. <laughs> The wind blew me to the money. Oh my god! <laughs> you fall, you fall like ten times. I'm still falling. <laughs> you fall like eight, nine times, and on your tenth time, on a bag of money. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> we find this huge bag of questionable 
money, right? It's all money, but it's like, where does money come from? Mm-hmm. What are you doing in that situation? Okay. So, I don't do things on my own mm-hmm. without a push. Okay. If it's just my choice, mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to keep that money. Okay. I'm too scared Okay. of what's going to happen. Uh-huh. But if you were like, I found this money mm. and I'm I'm going to keep it. Mm. And like, I was your accomplice. Yeah. Then I think I could trust you enough and we're in it together and like eventually my anxiety would subside. Okay, so. But if it was just me, like, uh, and it was on my choice, mm. I wouldn't keep it. Okay, so. The, the reason why the reason the reason why I said you and I are together is because I kind of knew you would maybe leave the money because you didn't have that push because I know you I know you you'd be scared. This, this, this <clears> just <throat> like the whole go to the roof of the hotel thing. Oh, you talking about we got kicked out of the hotel? Yes. <laughs> hey, I want to show you the roof of the hotel. It's cool. I know. But, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not giving you shit about it. Uh-huh. I'm saying I would never have done that on my own. Uh, that's true. Okay, so if if you and, <laughs> and I, I had fun. So if you so so yeah, situation happens. You you've rolled down ten times or nine times. Your tenth time, you find the money. I'm looking at you and being like, um, "Let's get the money. Let's go like now." I'm straight telling you, we're taking the money. We're going like right now, right? Uh-huh. Um, would you be? Would you always have this this fear of looking over your shoulder that someone's gonna like catch up to us? No. No. I think it eventually would subside. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know we're smart enough, though, that mm-hmm. we know that sometimes money is marked. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think that we would. <laughs> I don't think you would keep the money either because. No, but listen, it's okay. not because you wouldn't want to, but because you're fucking smarter than that. Mm-hmm. You know how shit goes these days. That's true. Like they have a tracker in the bag or they have like. You know, okay. like like they use still money. Mm. They don't just use die packs anymore. They hide a tracker in between the bills. Well, that's, and see, I, I know this. Uh-huh. I've seen it in, in enough movies. So therefore, I would fucking like count, like go through all of that to like try to see if there's a tracker and shit. But how are you going to get around knowing or not knowing if the bills are marked? <sighs> <I'll>, <laughs> all right. What I'm going to say now may be considered illegal, so I will say, uh, do not do this. I just say, I know this. Allegedly, I know this. Okay. <laughs> uh, one, we would try to find somebody to launder the money. Okay. Uh, and I know there's a percentage of that we would have to pay like to laundering launder the fees. Laundering fees, right? So, the way how I go about this is I would go what's called the dark web. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Now <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna go through the dark web through the laptop I use on a daily basis. I would probably try to actually. I would definitely have to get my hands on a laptop that's completely unmarked. Um, essentially brand spanking new. Mm-hmm. You know, um, wipe clean or whatever, and use that laptop only to download what's called an onion torrent, which is which is the thing that connects you to the dark web. Okay, uh. mind you, I would not do that. I would not connect it online at uh, where I live or Kelsey's or anywhere because when you go, um, 
when you go when you use somebody, somebody's cable, there's actually a name on that cable bill. Uh, well, obviously, it's, it's, there's a name on it. So that's how they can track you to be like, oh, this person, oh, the IP. There and you go. VPN doesn't work. <clears throat> VPN would work, but see, I I would have to get like some serious VPN shit because I don't know how well the, my VPN would go against the dark web. It's it's cool now where I can like go to Torrance, California, <laughs> and get certain movies and TV shows and music. Um, but in this case, I would have to try to figure out another way. Obviously, doing my research um, to get around that. Then uh-huh. contact a, somebody who launders money, uh, hopefully through the dark dark web version of the Yelp pages, oh <laughs> and and go through go through that method. Um, or or in today's society, Bitcoin. Oh yeah, you go to the cryptocurrency, and we can we can launder through that. Or mm-hmm. you just contact Heisenberg. Oh, my, I can't. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for fucking Breaking Bad, a movie that's been out, oh, a show that's been out for like seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Pinkman? He's dead too. No, he got out. No, remember? Oh, yeah, he did get out. He's like in Alaska right now. Matter of fact, he sent me a text saying Alaska's nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there you have it, guys. Mark. The criminal mastermind. I know, right? Like, dang, I'm gonna look at you in a different light from now on. I know. Oh my shit, they're talking about criminal activities. I don't, I don't think that that place of employment will want you anymore. Yo, you better shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, this is allegedly. This is. I'm not saying I've done this. I'm not saying I've done any of this. You would have told me if you had, and you have not. Oh, I would have. Yeah, I would have told you like some wild ass stories. I no, I'm not saying I've done this, but I obviously wouldn't do enough research and get to get into it to like, all right, let's just try to see if we can do this. But I would totally, yeah, I would totally, I would totally tell you take the money, like take the bag. This is what this is this is what would happen. I would have said like get the bag. We're going to check out the whole... Because I remember... Let's say that situation where we're going across America or something uh-huh. like that. Because I remember we were going to like... We were in Indiana. Yeah. We were going to like... We were going to... Uh, um, we got a hotel for the night because like we had been driving for like, what, 12 hours or something like that? Yeah. We that. were doing like 12-hour days. Yeah. Yeah. I would have said, check out like check out the hotel. Like, no. Fuck. We couldn't do that. Damn it. We couldn't do that. Why? We couldn't check out. Why? Because it would be suspicious. It would be suspicious. No, we just have to take off. We just have to just take off, right? That would be suspicious too. No, 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 no. Because like that's the thing. Because like when I had see now we're going to too much details. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much going about roundabout way saying I was just told you just to keep driving until I gone through all the cash, uh-huh. and then by the time I went through it, I'd have been like, all right, let's go post here. Mm. And maybe that might have worked. Gotcha. Remember we had the park somewhere? No, damn it. Yeah, we have to keep driving. Oh, you know what? Here's how we're done. I would have gone through all the money, huh. right? Make sure there was like no chip, no tracer, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, you would have driven for another few hours, and I'd have been like, "All right, go get some sleep, and then I'll drive." Uh-huh. We would have gone that way. Okay. You could you you could use that bag of money as a pillow. <laughs> That'd be a hard ass fucking pillow. No, just no, just get it and just mush it up, just ball it up like paper, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I don't know. It might have worked. It might not. We might have ended up shot. We, or in jail. <laughs> or in jail. Yeah. I know. Then, like, the money's marked. And I know I know. I would not have deposited all at once. I would, like, just deposit amounts. 
100 here, 200 there, and stuff like that. And it's gone that way. Mm. Yeah. I was done that. I probably, I, was, I probably would have held it. I probably would have spent a little here and there, mm-hmm. but just save up enough that when I retire, that's it. Just put it into a, like a 401k. Oh, yeah. Little by little. Yeah. Because those companies usually match. You exactly. end up with more than what you put in. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We'll just done that. Mm. See, these people are stupid. Morons. <laughs> we're so smart. We're telling our plans I know. <laughs> so that we will get caught if we ever found money. I know. Why is it like there's no podcast next week? <laughs> like The FBI is knocking on the door. Hey, guys. We heard that you have a simple plan. I know. Dun, 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 dun. Sam Remy's like, I want to do the break mic. Because <laughs> it kind of talks like that. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so back to the movie. Uh, <laughs> do you think this movie still holds up? Yes. Why? Because it was a simple play. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Everything they did is relatable to today. <laughs> Seriously. Like, literally, stupid people do shit like that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do think it still holds up. It's I know it didn't do so well at the box office. Um but I think this is like a hidden gem that a lot of people do not talk about. Because, like, like I said, when, whenever people talk about Sam Raimi, they think of horror. They think of Spider-Man. They think of Evil Dead. Um, you know, oh, he's doing, what's it called? Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, stuff like that. But no, like, get into his, like, earlier shit, too. Like, um, let me let me look up his earlier shit. Like I said, uh, I believe, uh, <clears throat> uh, I believe Hutsucker Proxy is one of his films. That's a movie that's, I think it's, I think it's 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 been a, I think it, it can be appreciated um, now since time has gone by. Um, let me see. Yeah, he was a producer on Don't Breathe. That was a good one. Uh, let me see. Ray. It probably didn't do good in the box office because people don't like simple plans. I take that back. How <laughs> Sucker Proxy is not his movie. That that must be a Coen Brothers film. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> Okay, the Hudsucker Proxy, 1994. Oh, it's a Coen Brothers film. Uh, Sam Raimi was a writer. Sam Raimi was a writer on it, and I believe he was also a producer. Oh, there's The Gift, too. That's a great movie. Oh, for the love of The, the Gift? Game. Is that the one with... Um, no, no, this, this is, this is one with... A different gift? Yeah, this is the one with Keanu Reeves. Oh. Where he's like a fucking asshole That's in that movie. That's the gift that you want to give back? Mm-hmm. The gift that keeps giving. Not the one that I want to keep. What gift you want to keep? The one, the one with the the good movie, The Gift. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah. Oof, that's another fucked up movie. I like that movie. Yeah. Uh, I like fucked up movies. <laughs> that's why I like this movie. I know. That's why you like this one, and you liked a hero too. I, I liked that one, but I didn't love it. I mm. love a simple plan, though. Yeah. Um. All right. Is that it? <laughs> so that's gonna be it for our show for this week uh we'd like to thank everybody for joining us uh for this week's show uh we want to thank the folks over at your entertainment corner for hosting this podcast on their website uh this is where lovely co-host kelsey loisel writes for occasionally and they have a new logo they have a new logo that uh judy dropped what about i don't minutes know ago i didn't even see what time it was but i saw it <laughs> i seen it uh so for all your uh, film news, TV news, and reviews, go to go to Uh You can find this podcast on all podcast catchers. Mm. We're all over the place. We yeah, had a, we we're had, everywhere. We had a simple plan that we executed. Now we're all over the place. 
Uh-huh. Our plan <laughs> for next week. <laughs> oh. Originally, I told Kel- I asked, I suggested Kelsey, like, let's not do an episode next week. I don't think there's anything really worth talking about. Uh, Moonfall does come out. Jackass Forever comes out. But we're like, eh, eh we'll watch it, but we're not going to really talk about it. Instead, we will be reviewing Hulu's original uh, miniseries, Pam and Tommy. It's also about- known as Pommy. God, I know you're gonna go there. Um, <laughs> the 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 miniseries that follows the uh, sex tape scandal of uh, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Who did it first? Hmm. Her or Kim Kardashian? She did it first. Yeah. But their tape was actually stolen. Yeah. Like their tape was stolen, and they didn't like mon- they didn't monetize on any of that shit. Hmm. Um. So that is premiering on Hulu. On February February the second, which is on a Wednesday, uh, I believe it was an eight part miniseries. <laughs> With that, we're gonna do our geriatric cinematic. I mean, it, the movies are the subjects are totally similar, one hundred percent. You're so proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be taking a look back at 1976, All the President's Men, <laughs> which is currently streaming on Hulu. Max and it's available to rent on Apple TV, Amazon, and other VOD services. What's the comparison? Why? Why you gotta be so scandalous, foo? That's the topic. So scandalous. 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 You know what it probably would have happened if mm. I had a if we found that money? I probably would just like shot you or something like that. Oh, thanks. What? No, no, I'm happy about that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you shoot me. I don't have to feel anything anymore. Mm-hmm. You can feel like you're a part of the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> part of the movie I hadn't seen. Yeah, simple plan. Yeah. You've seen it now. I'm just saying. I know. I should go back in time and try it and tell myself of that simple plan. <laughs> and I go back in the future and I'm like in jail being like done the butt violently and stuff like that. You would like that. No, I wouldn't. Look, look, <laughs> look, look. If you're going to do it, buy me dinner at least. Just buy me in and out. Very sim- I'm a very simple man. They could make you, you know, their jailhouse recipes of like mm-hmm. MREs. You mean like Ja Rule? You know Ja Rule did that, right? Did he? I know there's like a whole channel. People are like, yeah, you get like a bag of potato chips and you mush it up. Ooh. And then you like, you like put water in it. And you like get it to a paste and you dry it out and you make like a pizza crust and then you get like, like, you know, marinara sauce or something. You put it on there and some cheese and you make a pizza. 